Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have a great episode for you guys today. We have a lot of emails that you sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. We're going to get to those. I'm going to fill you guys in on what's going on in my little life. Um, I am recording this on Sunday, and last night, you guys, I went out. I went out and I did the darn thing. Um, it was Ricky Velez. Uh, he, it was, he was recording his HBO special, his stand-up special, which you guys are in for a real treat when it comes out. Cause it was really, really great. Such a good show. So freaking funny. And I'm just so proud of it. You know, you love to see your friends like it's something like that, especially as a comedian, I know this is like, this is what you do it for. You do it for these moments and you do it for these things. So it's always so good to see your friends doing well. And I love them. And, and, uh, you know, he did, he did a really, really great job. So it was a really fun night. Then I went to the after party and your girly was out until 5 30 AM. And in what world do I belong outside the damn house for that long? I, I came home at 5.30 a.m. My cats were like, bitch, where were you? I'm like, I was out, boys. And I never really go out to begin with, but I feel like lately I've just been, just I, ha- I have to go out. I have to go out. But it was really fun. Saw a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. Kind of feels like uh, it's getting back to normal, you know, which is good. Really just a a nice night and shout out to our girl, Megan Otto. She was there. She flew in from Portland to, um, to come in, you know, and watch Ricky's show. She'll be on the podcast again soon. I love, we gotta, we gotta break down what's going on in, in my little Megan's life. Right. But you guys, I was thinking about, um, (laughs) I was thinking about something. I want you, I want you guys to send in what you feel about this. So what are things that embarrass you? Just regular everyday things. Um, I have a million of them. Number one, ordering food by myself. I don't know why, but it's mortifying. Um, when you drop something, like when I drop something, I just want to leave. Like I'm not picking it up because then you have to bend over and pick it up. It's like, okay, not only did I just do something embarrassing and drop something and everybody saw it and heard it, but now I have to bend over. I mean, what? It's double embarrassing. And God forbid it's a drink and you have to apologize 400 times and the, wa- the water's on the floor and there's shattered glass. I mean, it doesn't get worse than that. Um, what else, what else do I find embarrassing? Walking the wrong direction when you're, um, when you're walking down the street, if I realize I'm going the wrong direction, I just keep going straight and I commit because I cannot turn around in front of people because they're going to look at me and say, this girl's a freaking idiot. You know, I just, I just have that fear that people could, would see me turn around. I'll walk straight into the damn ocean. I will. And I deserve that. Be for walking the wrong way, which I do every single day. I never know where I'm at. Um, there's just so many of them to me, like meeting up with someone is embarrassing. Going into a place, it's embarrassing going into a restaurant by yourself to like meet up with me is embarrassing. No, I'm all set. Meet me outside. Meet me three blocks away and we'll walk in together as a unit. 
I don't want to walk in by myself because then I need to find you. That kind of happened last night. I was, uh, I was seeing my friend home and then I was going to go to the after party because I can't let my girlies go home by themselves. I have to, there have, there has to be freaking super Somebody needs to supervise. Okay. And you guys should all do that too. Don't let your girls walk home at night. Don't let, no. So I saw my friend home and then I was meeting up with everybody at this after party. And I texted my friend like, Hey, can you meet me out fucking side? And these bitches are already inside drinking. They're not looking at their damn phone. They're not wondering where I am. So I was, I was, I was, I was a little, you know, I was brave. I was brave. And what I did was not, not brave at all. Actually, I just waited until I saw someone I kind of knew. And I was like, Oh, let's go inside together. And he was like, okay, but I'm out. I'm like outside. I was like, yeah, but we should probably go in. We, you're my husband now. Okay. Speaking of husbands, I think being married is embarrassing. It's like, oh, you guys are obsessed with each other. Okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You guys, I'm happy for all, all my girlies that are married. I love that for you. But yeah, there's so many things that I find. I'm embarrassed. And oh my God, you guys, I was thinking about this the other day. The most embarrassed I ever was, it was when I was young. Cause I feel like as an adult, it's a different type of embarrassing. It's like, oh, whatever. But as a kid, it really sticks with you. Um, and I don't know if I've ever told this story before. I apologize. I apologize if I have, but I don't believe so. Um, there was this girl that was friends with my brother when he was in high school, my oldest brother. And she had just a very sad background. She had a very sad, you know, life. And um, her living situation was not ideal. And so my mom said, my mom took her in. And um, she was so cute. Like, I was obsessed with her. I was probably 10 or 11 years old. And she was like 18, 19 years old, whatever. And she was just so freaking cute. And this is in the two, the early 2000s where it was like the girls were girling. OK, she had low pants on. She wore a freaking crop top. OK, she looked a little bit like Christina Aguilera. Like she had she would stick. Um, You guys remember? Oh, my God. Do you remember those tattoos that were like stick on rhinestones? And you would stick it on and it's like, tell me there's ever been a badder bitch than me because there hasn't. Okay. And yeah, you see me walking down the street. You see me shining. I'm glittery. Okay. So she was so stinking cute and all her friends were so cute. They would always come in the house. And I was just like excited because I always wanted to have a sister and I had, I I only had brothers. And I was like, oh, I feel like she's like the closest thing I've ever had, like kind of to a sister because she lived. She's just a girl that lives in my fucking house. okay? And so technically, you're my sister at this point to me. I'm 10 years old. And um, so anyway, (laughs) she was a dancer. She was a she was a dancer at a club and she had all these little hoochie mama clothes. okay? and I was fucking obsessed with the her outfits okay 
she had, she had a lot of little outfits. And I remember vividly, she had this pair of shorts that I was obsessed with that, um, Britney Spears wore in one of her, like out on one of her albums, they were these, or, or maybe even a music video. Maybe it was a sometimes music video, but I was obsessed with Britney Spears. And she had these little short white shorts, like waffle shorts. And this girl that lived in my house had them. And I would just like, I was like, oh my God, these are the cutest things I've ever seen in my life. Right. And so anywho, when one day she wasn't home and I was going through her clothes, which like, oh my God, girl, there was no boundaries for me. I was like, you're my sister. You're, you're my sister. You live in my house and you're my sister. So I'm going through your damn clothes. Okay. I was a little freaking river rat. And I find the white shorts and you could not tell me that I was not putting those damn shorts on. And I want you to know that I was, I was a chunky kid. Okay. So the shorts did not fit me, nor were they flattering on me at all. They were just tiny little shorts on a little chunky 10 year old girl. And I also decided to put on her like eight or nine inch clear stripper heels. Okay. You know what, you know what stripper heels are, the huge platform in the front, chunky, clear, and a big heel. And I put the outfit on. Okay. Picture 10 year old me with my fat ass with these little shorts on. And the stripper heels. And tell me why at that moment she comes home and she walks into the bedroom, which I didn't even know she was in the damn house. And she walks into the bedroom and she's like, oh, girl, I can't, I can't, I can't. I wish I had contact with her because I haven't heard from her. My mom hasn't heard from her in a really long time, too. But I want to know so badly if she remembers coming home and seeing this. (laughs) And I was, that was the first time I ever really, really remember being embarrassed because I felt like such a clown. First of all, I I broke into your fucking wardrobe. Okay. I shouldn't even be here in the first place. And I'm wearing your damn clothes and you walk into the room. Oh my God. I was mortified. She was like, Oh, are you? She was so sweet though. She was a good, she was really a good person. And I, and I, the last I heard, she's like a, you know, she has a great job and she's so, you know, she went to college and did all of this stuff. So, but anywho, that's like the time that I felt, uh, really, really embarrassed. And I really hope I've tried to look for her. You know, we've all tried to look for her online and it's just like maybe she got married and she changed her last name. But um, God, it was so humiliating. Oh, my God, the visual of it. I would love to know if she remembers that. I would love that. Um, <laughs> did you guys ever do something crazy like that and you get caught? It's like, um, and I'm standing there in pretty much like short freaking Daisy Dukes. With stripper heels on, girl, you're 10. You're 10. I was 10, but those shoes were so cute to me. Like, I loved them. Stop it.
<laughs> oh, those are the days, right? You're young and you don't know. You don't know why. It, you don't know why that's so bad. I didn't know. I just thought, oh, she loves, she loves, she's like Cinderella. <laughs> oh my God. But she was so cool. She would take, um, she would take me with her friends. Sometimes we would go to like the CD store and she would let me pick out a CD. And I remember, um, I would be so like, oh my God, kids are so awkward when they're trying to be cool. I would be so freaking awkward. And any song they put on in the car, I was like, I love this. I was like, I love this song. It's never heard the song before. And then I remember I was obsessed because she got me the destiny's child, uh, CD. And that was, I mean, truly iconic. So yeah, shout out to her. <laughs> Thanks for being nice to me when I was a little weirdo. <laughs> oh my God. It's too good. You guys, it's too good. Oh, I have to tell you the weirdest thing that's been happening to me for months. And please, if you are like a psychic or somebody you need to, I'm begging you to reach out to me. This is like very real shit that's happening. I keep having these instances where I'll think of someone and then I see them or then they call me immediately, like immediately, like somebody that a guy that I haven't, you know, seen in a year or months or whatever. I'll think of them just briefly, not obsess over it. And then I'll look at my phone and they texted me a minute later. It's insane. And yesterday there I um when I was getting ready before I went to my show and then to Ricky's show, I was thinking about this girl who I knew a really long time ago, who we, I mean, this was like probably 12, 13 years ago. We worked together at a hair salon in the city and she was so cute. We became friends. I had bright, bright red hair. She had bright, like, um, ginger, like orange hair. She was so, so beautiful. And I haven't seen her or thought about her in so long, you guys. Like, I haven't thought about this girl in so long. I haven't seen her, you know, and life takes you in different directions. You just, there's people that you were like, oh, I was friendly with this person and blah, blah, blah. And so yesterday I was getting ready and I was thinking about how when, I don't know, you know, these things just pop into your head. When her and I would walk down the street together all these years ago, people would stop us and be like, I need to take a picture of you guys. Your hair is in like the both of us walking together was people were like, holy shit, like bright orange and bright red. So it was just like we were two wacky girls, you know? And so I'm waiting in the line last night to get into Ricky's show. And this girl walks by and she's like, Carly, hi. And it was her. And I was like, what? And I didn't say to her, like, I was just thinking about you today because it was just like, I, first of all, that would be insane to say, but it was just such a brief, like, I thought of her. I haven't thought of her in over a decade. And then I see her and she goes, yeah, I was just telling my friend and I swear to God, this happened. She goes, I was just telling my friend about how, when we would walk down the street together, people would take pictures of us. And I'm like, oh my God, guys, this keeps 
happening to me. And this isn't the first time it's happened. It's been happening for months, constantly, like every day, literally every day it happens in some way, shape or form. Even today I go out, I went to go uh, to the Trader Joe's, of course, Club Joe with my friend. And um, yesterday I was Googling vintage, this is so me, but I was Googling vintage microwaves like I still have the search history for it. I was Googling vintage microwaves because I don't have a microwave and I want a cool one. We're driving down the street. There's like a sidewalk sale. We're like, oh, well, let's, let's just go look at the sidewalk sale. I find the perfect vintage microwave, which who the fuck sells vintage? Mi- I mean, what I think of things and they pop up right in front of me. It's so weird. Can somebody please tell me if I have magical powers? Because the powers that I have really are useless. Somebody needs to tell me, like, if you're a psychic person, please just freaking let me know, girl. Let me know. I'm like, oh, then I guess I should stop. Like, you know, maybe I should think about like, oh, uh, a, a fucking on a yacht. I'm on a yacht with a guy. And then tomorrow I'll be on a fucking yacht with a guy. How does this work? But. I'm a freaking psychic. I don't care what anybody says. And yesterday just solidified it for me because I'm like, I have not thought about this girl and I don't know why she popped into my head. I really have no idea. But I turned around and I said to my friend and my friend, I think is so sick of me doing this because like every time I see someone, like every time I see someone, I'm like, I ha- I knew I was going to see this person today. It's so weird. And honestly, I don't like it. But Okay, you guys, tell me if I'm a freaking psychic. And tell me if you want psychic readings. But anywho, let's get to these freaking emails. I'm sorry, I've been just yapping along my crazy, crazy stories, okay? Okay, so this email is called Sad Monday. Hi, Carly, I love the show, and today shit hit the fan, so I figured this might help me cope with how I'm feeling. Thanks for reading this. I hope it makes sense, and again, I'm very sad and upset as I'm writing to you. Your show is very comforting, though I always appreciate um, what you have to say to the listeners. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I'm sorry that you're having a bad day, girly. Okay, so I've been with this guy since the pandemic. We connected because of Facebook. We were schoolmates together when we were in pre-kindergarten and elementary school. He was very sweet and we met up recently and he has done so many wonderful things for me and with me. Recently, I feel like he's been a bit off and my spidey senses are never wrong. I probably shouldn't have, but I went through his phone and saw a text message he was sending to some other woman. Titty pics and all. Oh, hell no. And I felt enraged. Enraged. He spent the last night... Um, and even, sorry, he spent the night last night, sorry, and even brought his dog. This morning, I read the text messages and I started to tremble and breathe heavily. And I shouted at him straight up, said, who else are you seeing besides me? He woke up very upset and asked what I was talking about. I told him that I moved his phone from the charger and those messages happened to be what I saw this morning. Of course, that's not entirely true. Now your secret safe with me, girly. Uh, I have been feeling strangely about this and have had a feeling. It makes me so mad because he says I love you and he's so convincing. I just think it's better to be alone sometimes. Worst part is we have a trip coming up to fly internationally together and we were planning to stay with his family abroad. I don't know how I feel anymore. I feel numb and angry and I can't trust him. The worst thing is that he's 
been the best friend I've ever had. And he's been really so special with me. Why do men do these things? What would you do? Would you forgive him and move on if, if this as if this never happened? Okay. Um, you know what? Let me just keep reading before I answer that question. And he is somehow turning this around on me, saying that I'm the one that was snooping. And how dare I do that? When he left my house this morning after I yelled at him, he sent me a text saying, quote unquote, make it a great day. I'm feeling so heartbroken right now. Men suck. Okay, he's he's gaslighting you and saying like he's trying to make it your fault. Of course, he's doing these things. He's doing the things that people do when they get caught in a lie. Um, so don't let him. Of course, listen, I'm never going to say it's wrong. It's not wrong to go through someone's phone. It's not OK to go through someone's phone. But I understand when you have this gut feeling and you feel like you're being lied to. Sometimes it's. And I don't mean this to justify it, but it's just sometimes a way to protect yourself. If you want an answer, you feel like somebody's lying to you and you just say, oh, I'm getting the answer myself. I'm going to freaking answer myself. So and you really care about him. You guys say you love each other. I think that, of course, you're in the wrong for going through his phone, but he's way more in the wrong in this situation. And I'm sorry you saw what you saw. That's devastating. It's heartbreaking. I get it. I know. Um, when you're saying, would you forgive him and move on as if this never happened? I need to respond to this part. I say this with peace and love. You got me fucked up. If you think I would just move on as if this never happened, this would be the only thing I thought about for the entirety of the relationship, probably because I know myself, I know I wouldn't be able to be like, oh yeah, cool. We would just end up if, if I could try and maybe pretend, but no girl. No, girl, if I'm not happy and I'm not secure and I don't trust you, why? Why would I be with you? Period. It's just as simple as that. Certain things are just black and white. That's what it is. If I don't trust you, I'm not with you, period. And I wouldn't be able to trust him. So. I think that. God, I'm like, you guys are flying together. We were planning to stay with a family friend. I don't know, girl. I probably, you know, sometimes this is what sucks about breaking up. And I don't even know if I'm going to explain this properly, but you know, when you are, you know, the relationship is done, but you have things to do with this person. So it kind of prolongs the inevitable in a weird way. You're like, oh, well, I, we hate each other, but we have a, you know, cousin Frank Frank's wedding in two months. So she probably just stay together for that. And then literally it's a year later and you still haven't broken up because there's always something that's going to pop up. Then it's the holidays, then it's their birthday, then it's Valentine's day. Then you have an event to go to. Then you got to go to the fucking Christmas party again, like a whole year goes by girl. So with me, if this is something that you feel you can just move on from, which I don't, I don't know you. So I don't know if you can, um, but girl, if you don't think you're going to be able to get past this, then why put yourself through that? And why put him through that too? It's like, you know, if you're going to say, I forgive you, you have to really mean it in these situations. And I've done that before where I'm like, yeah, no, I think I can get past this. And then I just bring it up every fucking day. So it's like, that's not fair. That's not fair to him either. He's like, all right, can we move on? 
but you're not in the wrong for feeling the way that you feel. And it's, and it was his, you know, fault to put this into your brain. So you're kind of damned if you do, you're damned if you don't in this situation, unless you really feel like you can move on from this and just continue on with the relationship. But I'm sorry that happened to you. That really is devastating. Okay. This one says, make it make sense. Hi, Carly. Been a fan since the Girl Code days and discovered you had a podcast last year and never, uh, I'm sorry, and have listened ever since uh, while I'm getting ready for work. Love hearing your podcast and look forward to them every week. Oh, well, thank you guys so much. I appreciate that. Um, so to the point, my boyfriend and I have been together for two and a half years. We have a house together, a cat and have amazing jobs and pretty much money is no issue. We've talked about marriage and passing and not anything serious or making plans. But lately, I feel like it's been heavier on my mind. I brought it up to him the other day and he tells me that he, quote unquote, doesn't want to rush it because signing a paper doesn't really change anything and he doesn't see a point. I guess he has a point, but it's still something that I want, regardless of what it may or may not change. How can I go back to revisiting this topic with him um, without it seeming like I'm trying to pressure him into something that he might not be ready for? Should I just wait and give myself a timeline? Should I accept that answer and just continue on with the relationship that I love being in despite wanting marriage? Okay. So you guys have been together for two and a half years. It seems like you, and you even said it, you love being in this relationship. It's a great relationship in all of these different ways. You have a house together. You guys are comfortable. It's, it's a nice relationship and you're happy with him. But I don't see an issue in you bringing this up and really revisiting the topic. And I don't think that he should be allowed to brush it off for a few reasons. Number one, Actually, what I want to know more than anything is what did he say when you guys had talked about marriage? Um, did he say, yeah, one day I want to get married or did he say, I'm not really sure? Because if he in the beginning had said to you, you know, I definitely want to get married one day. That's something I've always wanted and I love you and I want to marry you. Right. If he said something along those lines and now he's backtracking that's more hurtful because it's like, well, you should have fucking told me what this was because this is what I want. And this is why having those conversations honestly is very important in the beginning of a relationship. You don't got to talk about it on the first day, but the first few months, hey, what are you looking for long term? Do you do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? These are really important things because they're so specific per person, right? Five different people are going to want five different things. So a lot of times I feel like when we get into relationships, we just kind of say what the other person wants to hear. And we've seen this on the podcast a million times before where a man will go, yeah, no, I'm going to marry you. I can't wait to marry you. I can't wait for you to have my babies. And then it's like, okay, where are you at now? Cause it's time buddy. And then they flip, they flip it on you. So that's not fair. If you guys had talked about it and kind of agreed that eventually this would happen and now he's going back. I also don't like, you know, minimizing it to us signing a paper doesn't change anything yet. It essentially it doesn't because you guys already have a house together. You live together. But if you decided earlier that you guys were going to get married eventually, we should have this conversation. Even if he were to say to you, 
listen, I want to get married. I want to wait another two years. I'll feel like I'll have, you know, my shit together more or whatever. He doesn't even have to give you a reason, but give me a timeline. Um, because if that's something that's important to you, you know, you're going to have to make a sacrifice. You're either going to, and I'm trying to put myself in your position. You're either going to have to sacrifice wanting to get married and getting married. Uh, or you're going to have to sacrifice your relationship. If that's something that you need, then you would have to sacrifice your relationship for that. Because something I will say is, I've seen this a million times before as well. You will end up getting what you want if you do decide to, for whatever reason. I, I personally don't think that I would get out of this relationship because it seems like you love this relationship. And I'm just trying to, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes. And I'm like, I think I would just continue on with the relationship and see where things go. But I'm also not a person, you guys know this, I'm not a person that wants to get married um, necessarily. If my partner wants to, that's cool. But I just never been something that I've been interested in. So I don't see it from your perspective. You know, if this is something that really matters to you, then yeah, that would be the, your other option that you would have to sacrifice. Um, but I think the way to go about this is to have the conversation with him. Don't be ashamed. Don't allow yourself to be gaslit. It's like, oh, well, it's a piece of paper. No, it's marriage. I get that it's a piece of paper. It's marriage. You know, to like for you, it's more than a piece of paper. For you, it's it's marriage, period. That's what it is. I hate when people do that. Like, oh, is money a piece of paper too? Doesn't fucking matter. It's it's just a piece of paper. A hundred dollar bill is a piece of paper. Okay. Whatever. But Keep us posted on that. But girl, talk to talk to him. Talk to him. I swear your guys, your guys, <laughs> your guys, boyfriends and husbands really have. They really never have to have conversations. It, anyone I've ever dated is like, girl, everyone I've ever dated is like, please shut the fuck up, because all I want to do is talk about shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what are we feeling? What's going on? Here's how I feel. Here's what I want. Do you want to do this too? Period. Boom, 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 boom. And guess what? It's always been easy for me, but I don't know if it's necessarily easy for them. <laughs> All your boyfriends hate me because I'm like, talk to him. You have to. You really do. You have to. Especially something like this. You know, some stuff you let it slide. You got to pick your battles. But this, this is a big deal. And this is your future. This is what you want for your life. So yes, you're allowed to have this conversation with somebody that you have a house with. I mean, at this point, guys, just fucking get married. And that's how I feel. It's like you guys have a house together. That's more permanent to me than a marriage. You know what I'm saying? But crazy kids, you're all freaking crazy, all of you in relationships. Um, okay. So this next one is called, why do I do this to myself? Okay. Uh, fuck, Mary kill included. Hi, Carly and the kitties. I've started listening to your podcast a few years ago when my coworker recommended it and I've been hooked ever since. Okay. I'm going to jump right into it because this is a lot. 
I've been dating this guy. We'll call him C for almost six years, give or take a few months. We broke up in December because he lied to me about doing drugs. And I literally caught him red handed. And I'm like, okay, you think I'm dumb? Cool. We still kept in touch and hung out sometimes because we have a dog and I'm dumb and I love him. Well, a little background. C is a mass has a massive drinking problem. He put his hands on me. Oh my God. He put his hands on me a time or two, nothing crazy, but he did cut my arm open with my broken phone, but it's mostly verbal abuse when he's really drunk. Okay. I'm just going to finish. I'm going to do this whole email and then we're going to break it down. Uh, I started talking to this guy when we broke up, but it didn't last long because I ghosted him and continued to just hang out with C every day, like legit every day. I don't know why we always have to be together. I get so lonely and I get much in my head when we're not together. It sounds so crazy typing this out now, but that's how I really feel. I almost need someone to be there, but I don't because I was fine before we even started dating. Anywho, fast forward to last night. He got insanely drunk and went psycho on me. Oh, girl. Took my keys out of the ignition of the car multiple times and tried to steal my purse, refused to get out of my car and was literally grabbing my arm to hit himself so he could call the cops on me. Like, what the fuck? I had to call the cops because he refused to leave my house and leave me alone. Things like this aren't uncommon and I've gotten used to it being so bad. I love him, but I know I deserve better. It's just so hard for my heart to let go. I mean, in all honesty, he's not good for me. He hasn't had a job in over a year and does nothing to benefit his future. I want so much out of life and work literally every day, maybe one off day every few weeks so I can have it. In parentheses, I work in a dental office and a delivery service. Sorry, guys. Um, I struggle with really bad depression, but no one knows because I've always hit it so well. I'm a pro, no joke. But times like this really make me want to just give up. I put all my I put my all into this man and got treated so shitty in return. Don't get me wrong. We've had great times. He's my best friend. No one knows me better than he does. It sucks because I'm losing the love of my life and my best friend to alcohol. He knows what he's doing, but he doesn't change. What do I do? Sorry for the long email. Ugh, girl. Okay. I need to be a little stern here in instances like this. So I'm just have to keep it real with you hundred percent. This situation is never going to end well for you. You need to get out of it. That's your only option. You know, usually there's a choice a or choice B with things. Oh, if you stay, this happens. If you leave, this happens, right? You need to leave for your own benefit in every possible way. Because you are, and I'm seeing it just, and listen, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know. But I'm seeing it just from the way that you're typing. You're kind of, you're saying these terrible things. And then you're going, yeah, but we did have some good times too. You love him and I get it. But you're dependent on him because he's made you feel worthless. And he's made you feel like you need him when you absolutely don't. You're in danger in this situation. And listen, I have to stress this where you're like, oh, he put his hands on me a couple of times. Nothing too crazy, but he cut my arm open. Like, that's bad, girl. That's bad. And it's not your fault at all. So I don't want you to think like the way I'm coming at you, like, oh, you're being me. I promise I'm not being mean. I'm being honest with you where if you were one of my friends, I would say 
you need to come live with me tonight and just live with me until this motherfucker is out of your life, period. Because I'm going to watch. I'm going to make sure you're good. Because we've seen it and heard stories time and time over again where these abusive situations, they seem like, oh, well, he just, you know, he was drunk and he hit me and blah, blah, blah. And then God forbid it goes to the next level. All of these situations where women get really hurt. I mean, women are constantly abused in domestic in like, um, you know, there's so many cases of domestic abuse. I was going to say domestic partnership, but that's not what that is. Um, and women are killed. And that's not happening. That's just not happening here. We're not going to. You need to go. And I'm not blaming you in any way. This is so not your fault. I promise you. This is the mentality of a person who has who is being abused. And I know you love him but he's absolutely no good for you. And you need to go, go stay with your friends, you know, be around people. If you feel you need to be around people, you need to go hang out with friends, stay with a friend, stay with family, anyone that you can, that you feel comfortable with. That's what you should be doing right now. And I, and I am going to urge you, I know because I feel so terrible that honestly, this is all so sad to me, but something that, is also very important first and foremost is that you're saying you've hid your depression i i know that this is all going to get better for you once you get help i know it i know it once you talk to a therapist they'll help you they'll talk to you they'll understand you if you are truly depressed and you need medication, they'll give you medication. There are other options for you, but you feel like shit because he is shit and he's making you feel this way because that's how he's treating you. He's treating you like shit. And I don't want to hear, oh, we have good times. No, the good times aren't worth it. And I know you love him. You need to love yourself more than you love him because this is when we get into, this is when we get into trouble here. And men that are trouble do this shit. They know how to manipulate. He's not your best friend. He's manipulated you into thinking that you need him and he loves you and he knows you. He doesn't know. No, he doesn't know you. He's made you into this person that you're not. He doesn't know you. You're getting, you have to get out of the situation. Any support that you need is reach out to people, reach out. There's so many organizations that help women that have been abused and are in abusive relationships, definitely talk to a therapist. You will feel, uh, listen, I'm not even going to say like, again, I'm not, I, I need to figure out how to say this without sounding like, I think I know everything because I don't, I'm just looking at your behavior and the way you're explaining this situation. I, and my heart breaks for you, but the only way to go now is up. The only thing you have to do first and foremost, get him out of your life. He's out. He's out, girl. You're better than you're so much better off. You're so much better than this. So. What I'm saying is like. Once you start talking to a therapist and you're going to feel uh, you're going to feel so much better. And once he's out of your life and you withdraw, because that's what this is 
toxic people, we get addicted to them. We get addicted to them. We're just like, it's so crazy that it's like they're a drug. As corny as that sounds, it really, I've been in situations like that where I'm just like, I'm addicted to this person and he's a fucking ass. They're always the worst. They're always the worst. But these feelings make us do crazy things and make us stay in situations that we don't deserve to be in. So I'm, I'm strongly, I, first of all, we absolutely need a follow-up on this when everything is settled down, but know that you're better than that. Know that there is your, there's no, you need to get out. You need to cut them off. And also there is, um, there's other guys out there. I think that you weren't, giving this other guy that you briefly dated any much of a chance because you're still in love with your ex and you're just like, oh, you know, you're cool, but I'm not really into you like that. I think that there's so many, there's such better people out there for you to meet. And it's so exciting to go out and do that, but you have to be, um, you have to cut the other one off. He's out. He's out by this is not, that would not be a happy life for you. And it's not safe. So I love your girly. And then she gave a fuck, Mary kill that we're going to do at the end. But please keep us posted on that. Okay. This one is called body issues. Hey, Carly, number three fan here, because obviously I'll never take place of your furry pals. So I'll jump right into it. I had a baby four months ago. Oh, cute. Congratulations. I had a baby four months ago and I hate my body. This is my second baby. And I know my body is still recovering and I've always had body issues, even when I was tiny, but loving my body has really become an issue at this point. I can't even look at myself. Oh, I'm so sorry. I keep trying to remind myself that I've created two humans and that's absolutely wild, but it's hard to accomplish the self-love that I truly need. Uh, any advice or ideas on how to love my body would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for this pod and for being you. Love you lots. Oh, I love you guys too. Um, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. I think we've all experienced times in our life where we just like, oh, like I, I've been there where I just look at myself and I go, oh my God, what happened? What happened? You know, you just end up in this like hole of just self, um, I don't want to say hate, like, because I I don't think you hate yourself, but we're raised and conditioned to idolize a certain body image. And we're just as young girls, we're taught like, this is what is beautiful. This is what is sexy. And especially now it's gotten so over the top because of social media and, and everything that's going on, just like everyone having filters on and photoshopping and all of that stuff. It's in our faces all the time. And it's hard to not look at certain people and compare yourself and go, oh, well, she's really freaking stunning or whatever. And it just kind of at the end of the day, even if you are a really confident person, there's always just it's an overstimulation of just people that look perfect even though in real life, they look probably nothing like that. Right. But I think the thing that I do when I'm feeling this way is there are a few things. First of all, I eat really healthy and I'm not just saying that as like, Oh, well, if you want to lose weight, eat healthy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not even talking about this in the sense of like, it will help you lose weight. I just think that natural foods like fruits and vegetables, fresh foods, are better for our mental health it also. 
and they make our body just feel more energized and, and they make your skin look better. They make you look more fresh. Like it's just a thing that I personally feel. I don't even know if there's any science behind that, but if I'm ever feeling crummy, I eat so many fruits and vegetables and I feel so refreshed after that. Like for, you know, I normally do eat a pretty healthy, but I'll make sure like to add extras in. Um, so that also meditating and kind of giving yourself like reaffirming, uh, I guess it would be like a mantra, whatever you feel that may be. Um, I think that that's really nice. Just sitting down and giving yourself a minute and taking deep breaths. I'm sure as a new mom and a, a mother of two girl, I bet you don't sleep. I bet you don't have free time you know, you're probably overwhelmed and exhausted. So even if you give yourself a little bit of time throughout the day to take deep breaths and, and thank your body, like you said, do you know how amazing it is that women can carry children? Like, are we aliens? What is that? So you're telling me that I could, there's a person that lives inside. First of all, I came out of my mom. What? I don't remember that. I don't feel like that even happened. Women are amazing. Our bodies are amazing. The things that we can do, it's unbelievable. So you're like a superhuman to begin with, girl, after giving birth to two, two little babies. Okay. But I get it. I get it. And there's, and everyone, everyone. I have friends that are so unbelievably, absolutely stunning. You would stop and turn around if they walk past you on the street and they go through things like this. It is like just inevitable that, you know, I always say it like this, like sometimes I look at my face. I just look in the mirror and I go, you again? Like I'm sick of looking at my damn face. It's been the same face for 30 years but everyone feels this way at times. I think what you need to do is, like I said, do some meditating, take deep breaths and saying thank you for your body and thank you to your body. I think something that I always go back to also is like, um, just how grateful, you know how like, um, when you have a cold and you can't taste any food and you're like, oh my God, I can't, I don't even, I'd never even thought about how lucky I was that I tasted food because you have no sense of taste in your mouth because your nose is all congested or you break your whatever you sprain your ankle and you're like, oh, my God, I never was grateful for ha having two freaking ankles that weren't rickety. You know. I think I will write a list sometimes if I'm feeling this way of just things that I'm grateful for. And that might help too. I'm not trying to dismiss what, what you're going through because I'm sure it's it's so much, but just know that everybody feels this way. Everybody feels this way. We're conditioned to feel this way and we have to break that. We have to say, no, I'm actually the baddest bitch you ever did see. And I wear freaking rhinestone tattoos on my arms as an armband. And what I wear Ed Hardy rhinestone unzawares. Okay. But let's get to this next one. Okay, this one says, I feel like Ramona Flowers. Dear Carly and Stanley Tucci and Robert, 
Um, wait, does Robert have the last name? Is it Downey Jr.? <laughs> oh my God, Robert Downey Jr. Robert's an ERO. Uh, anyway, this is not my first time writing in. So I want to say thanks for um, letting us all be BFFs and write in multiple times about different topics. Of course, you guys, I love it. I'm, I love, love to hear from you. I love listening to your podcast and appreciate you listening and giving us advice. My question is how to undo or put an end to advice you've given before on the pod dating multiple people at once. <laughs> okay. Um, I was finally ready to get back into the dating scene after a breakup. And I took your advice on keeping three people in the dating pool, but now I like one of them a lot more than the other two. And I don't know how to cut things off. One of the guys I've been on only four or five dates with, but there have been some minor red flags. He wants to hang out weekly. And I just don't have time for that. If I'm not going to be in a legitimate relationship with you, the other guy I've known for a while, we, aren't really dating, just hooking up here and there, but we talk pretty often, almost daily. He low-key sucks, but we were friends before this, so I'm just having a hard time ending things. The third person I'm seeing, this girl, is absolutely amazing in every way possible, and we're not together right now, so I know there's nothing wrong with me going on dates with other people, but I do genuinely like her. Yes, I want to put all my eggs in her basket, uh, but let's be real. The other two guys can kick it to the curb, if even if it doesn't work out with her. I just want to know how to tell somebody I don't want to see them anymore if there's nothing inherently wrong or nothing, quote unquote, happened. Is it is, quote unquote, the vibes are just off acceptable. Anyway, thanks again for being you. Love you. XOXO. Hold on. XOXO uh, 2021 Ramona Flowers. That's so funny. Um, and then she does a fuck, Mary kill at the end, too. Okay. So here's the thing. This is great. You found somebody you really like and you want to be in a relationship with. And I think you just be honest with these people. Hey, I'm seeing somebody and I want to see you. This is what I would say. And this is what I, what I would, what I do. You just say, I've been seeing somebody and I really want to see what, um, like what the relationship can turn into. I want to see what, uh, wait, I've been seeing somebody and I want to look further into what potential that, wait, hold on. What do I freaking say? It, you guys know what I'm trying to get out, but I'm trying to think of how I would normally word it. Like I've, uh, I really like somebody that I've been seeing and I want to explore a relationship with them. And I think you're great. Don't take it personal but I just want to see what could happen with them, period. Or you could definitely word it better than I did because I don't know what just came out of my damn mouth. But you get the vibe. You're just like, hey, I'm seeing somebody else. I really like them. I might want to be in a, re I want to be in a relationship with them, period. Peace, dude. See ya. You know, you're not sounding nasty about it. No, you know, you aren't in a relationship with either of these guys. And it seems like it's just very casual with both of them. So I think that it's okay. You know, if anything, I would be more upset. You know, you don't want to hurt the, the first guy's feelings. He, he wants to see you once a week. You know, you don't want to hurt his feelings because he might really like you. But you just say, hey, it has nothing to do with you. You're a great guy. I think you're cool. And, and you know what? Give him this. Say, if it doesn't work out with me and this girl, I'll, I'll hit you back up. If you want to, I don't know, you know, if you want to kind of soften the blow, but
But then that's kind of tricky too, because then he might actually think that that's happening. And he might just be like waiting around for you, you know? But okay, so her fuck, Mary kill was the seasons. She said, I pick three. Okay, let's do summer, winter, and fall. Or should we do summer, spring, and fall? Okay, let's do summer, spring, and fall because spring and fall are both really special seasons that I personally live for, especially if you're from the East Coast, you know fall and spring. Ooh, nobody hates that. If you hate fall and spring, what are you doing? Why would you ever hate that? They're the most comfortable seasons here. If you're from New York, like, Jesus Christ, it's 100 degrees in Brooklyn the damn entire summer. And then in the winter, you go outside and tears come out of your eyes because it's freezing out. Not because you're crying. It's just your body is like, we are just ejecting tears. You didn't even choose that, but you are crying now. So to me, spring and fall, that's a, that's a tough call. So we'll do summer, spring, and fall. Okay, I think I'm going to fuck the summer. Of course you fuck the summer. Of course you fuck the summer. So I have to kill now, spring or fall. And the reason why you fuck the summer is because summer is really, it's the summer of fun. It's the summer of fun. And, and sometimes we get frisky in the summertime. Okay. So for marrying, you want to know what? And this is so shallow, but I'm trying to think of what clothes I like the best. Do I like fall clothes better than I like spring clothes? And I think I do. Fall is like a little light jacket. The color scheme is very cute. You know, earth tones kind of fall vibe. Spring, the colors are more Easter. You know, I think of spring, I think of like pastel, purple, green, blue, yellow, pink, which is cute, but girly. It's nothing compared to browns and, and, and greens and thing and oranges. Come on now, girl. No freaking way. You cannot hold a candle. Cannot hold the, the candle to the official fall colors. They're the best colors because to me, winter colors suck. You want to know what winter colors are? And I don't even, again, no science behind this, just what goes on in my head. Winter colors are red, green, and, and, but like red, red, like not a, not like a cool, sexy red. It's like red, orange, bright, like a poinsettia. Actually, the poinsettia is the color scheme of winter. It's bright red and green. And also blue. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's the worst colors. Fall colors rock. Hell freaking yeah. Summer colors are really just, it's yellow, right? I guess summer would be yellow and blue. But yeah, we're marrying fall. We're marrying fall, ladies. We are marrying fall. And, and if you have a problem with that, then you can come right to my apartment and I will punch you in your face while wearing my fringed jacket. 
because that is a fall item that is very cute. Listen, if you don't like fall, that means you don't like suede things. Spring is like cute, but spring's got to go. Although I do love the weather, it's got to go. They're similar, but fall is just the shit. It's the shit. Forget it, girl. It's the least uncomfortable season. I love it. But again, here in New York, sometimes it snows in the beginning of fall and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Literally right now, this is insane. But that's that. My my girlies, I love you guys. You guys are so great. Always, you know, send in um, send in follow-ups to these things. You guys are great. Let's see. There was another one that had a that had a fuck Mary kill which I should have had freaking starred. I saw that it was tea, coffee, but I don't remember what the other one is. Hold on. Here we go. Tea, coffee, and espresso. Ooh, okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm marrying coffee, and you know that. You know that. Marrying it. Killing tea. This is the easiest one. I've never in my life wanted tea. I've had it, you know, and I am going to, I am going to separate tea versus iced tea because to me, I love iced tea. Iced tea is very refreshing summer drink. Okay. And sweet tea. Do not let me drink a sweet tea. Cause I will chug it in five seconds. I will chug it in five seconds that that sweet tea has, does not stand a chance in my, in my way, not whatsoever. And espresso I'm going to fuck espresso. Of course you fuck espresso. It's so easy to, yeah, of course. This is an easy one, girl. Killing tea, marrying coffee, fucking espresso. You got to do it. But that's that for this week, you guys. You know I love you. Send me things that you think are embarrassing for no reason. And um, I will talk to you guys soon. Hope you have a great week. Be good to each other and take care. Bye.